Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Having saved some Anins on the road, our heroes were reunited with Goblin Junior. Juniper was pleased to meet some other sheriffs. Quinny convinced the people they rescued they weren't here to rob them, and Butthole forgot about everything else when Goblin Junior reappeared. What will happen now they're in a town where everyone calls themselves an Anin? Find out next. On Dom Doms and Dragons. Few creatures in the history of Dumb Faerun have been as overjoyed as Goblin Jr., the snarfy wolf, is to discover his old master, best friend, and soulmate, Butthole Farch, is alive. Uh, Goblin Jr. is atop you, butthole. Uh, you're looking his face, he's looking your face, and it's just an, an overpouring um, joy uh, from both of you. It, it's a moment of, of rare, pure goodness in this world. What do you do? Uh, I think after they've had a long bit, he's not going to let Goblin Jr. go. So I think when he goes to walk into the building, he'll stand up and kind of like pick up Goblin Jr., and let Goblin Jr. like rest his legs on his shoulders so Goblin Jr. can see where they're walking, but he'll like hold him with both hands and he'll just walk him in with him. Great. Um, you uh you walk in and um inside uh kind of like holding a bow at the door is uh Dexter and he he just kind of like lowers it and he goes, Oh I uh well, I'm really glad it was you guys. I was pretty ready to shoot someone um welcome to the town uh you're alive that's nice welcome um how are the rest of you doing how are the rest of you doing what happened to the caravan oh yeah to catch you up on us real quick so i we went to i went to another oh, dimension. hang on hang on hang on the the sheriff's gonna want to hear this um you can tell me but then you'll just have to tell her and i'll probably have to listen to it again and i don't much care for that so uh uh, come this way. Um, and he just yells, <clears throat> Hey, um, and in tracks, get out here. There's some people you'll want to see. And, um, out of, uh, sort of one of the side rooms, uh, tracks in the sand comes and he is fucking bundled. He is wearing like several coats. You can tell as someone who's used to temperate climates, he is a chilly kitty. Um, and, uh, he's just like, oh, hey, oh, holy shit. Um, welcome. Wow. This is fucking great. Yeah, Dexter, hi. you could have, 
just said, okay, you know, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Come on in guys. Come on. What let's happened? <laughs> when he's still yeah. like, he's like, well, listen, I want to hear it, but she's going to want to hear it too. So uh, come this way. Everybody. They're cool. They're cool. Just don't, don't shoot them. Okay. They're, they're Anon too. And he, he gives kind of like a really apologetic look to the uh-huh. three of you just being like, I'm so sorry about this. Um, then he, he flags you through. Um, and together with Dexter, uh, the uh, the three and a half of you um, make your way uh, deeper into uh, this this building. Uh, the town appears to be uh, an old um, trading post, um, and you can see that there are um, sort of uh, an admittedly sparse, uh, sparsely now, um, I guess, hung coats, um, warm gear. Um, you can see it, it's almost like a think uh like a, a almost a textile mill like there's the, clearly this was a place where um trappers and hunters would bring furs and they'd be converted into winter wear so mm. there's just kind of a lot of um there would have been a lot of winter provisions hung around here uh that said it's been very picked over and you can tell from the way everyone's bundled up that clearly um the town has made use of of whatever is here um so you're brought through this kind of um essentially abandoned trading post slash garment factory uh, up to the second floor um, to an office um, where uh, Dexter, again, just kind of like hanging back, looking a little salty, uh, lets tracks go up and knock. Um, and the door swings open and Annan strides out uh, wearing a, uh, a heavy leather jacket with a um, barbed wire wrapped baseball bat over her shoulder. Uh, wow. And as soon as she sees you, she's just like, Oh, thank the gods. I can stop this. Okay, great. She just like throws the baseball bat away. She's like, oh, okay. All right. Hey, sir, you're alive. And she looks to you, butthole. Oh, yeah, I'm alive. And guess what I got for you? It's not what you expected, but it's different, but it's good. Uh, And he'll just reach into his tummy bag and pull out Yevgenovich and be like, we're going to sort out the body in a bit, but it's Yevgenovich. (laughs) And she looks at you and it's, like you're of course a hundred percent earnest, not a, a character who winks at the camera. She looks at this hat and she looks at you and throughout all of her adventures with you and all of your weird merchandising schemes and also having to deal with like essentially two completely different personalities. She's really worried that you have just imbued this hat with kind of an idea of Yevgenovich. So there's a little bit of, Oh, if I may. Yep. I feel like Quinny provides a sort of barometer for Annan in these Please. moments. Yes, a hundred percent. So I think the like, oh, very nice, but oh yes, lovely. Hello, Yevgenovich. And she like her like eye comes over to like me, and I'm like, it's legit. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, he did it. And <laughs> suddenly, like her entire countenance changes. And not really knowing what else to do, she just kind of like puts on the hat. Um, it's got and, the eyes, you know, she could see those. Yeah, but I mean, also, she's not sure. She thinks this might be weird bullshit. The veil falls across her face. Um, and suddenly out of her mouth, her whole body kind of undulates. And out of her mouth, you just hear, ah, yeah, it's me. You have to get I'm back. I came back, honey. I heard we had a baby. Oh, uh, and that then how she that works, takes <laughs> the hat off and goes, Well, 
Uh, and then she looks up at you, butthole, and um, almost a, like it's like her face shatters. She just bursts into tears and she just runs at you and throws her arms around you and Goblin Jr. and kind of like, you know, a tiny halfling bear hug. Um, yeah, she gets scooped in the other arm. So he's got legs like, carrying two of them yeah. now. <laughs> and um, even though she you know, like she's clearly like weeping, her voice remains completely level in a way only someone yeah. who started their career in like hospitality can do. Uh, she just says, thank you, sir. This is very nice. Um, and then um, she steps away and um, she looks at the hat um, and she says, um, Honey, um, I want you to to come meet Bert. And then she puts the hat on and um, walks back into her office. Um, and uh, as she does so, um, you hear kind of the cry of a baby and then a bunch of like Yevgenovich yelling. And then her kind of like, she's clearly like almost doing like a fucking like routine with the hat so she can talk. And so I'm like, yeah. I named him something in your tongue, but it was too confusing. So I've just started calling him Bert. Like, oh, that's a great name. I think he looks fantastic. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, listen, this is a good one. And then um, a, uh, a a sort of a, a, a sallow figure um, steps out of the office and closes the door behind him. Um, he's a, a sort of a, a pale guy, um, almost skin and bones. Um, wearing a robe, deep rings under his eyes, um, and uh, sort of stringy hair down, and he just says, um, "Yeah, all right. We'll just let them uh, have a have a moment." Uh, and uh, you recognize uh, an exhausted and beaten down Mosifus Dirt, um, oh. who uh, who looks up at you and, and smiles in kind of like a a sad like. It's a sad smile. Um, and he just says, oh, it's very good to see you all. Um, it's uh, it's very good you all survived. Welcome. Welcome to the town. We are Annan and such. Um, why, why are you so sad? It seems like something's really wrong. Uh, and he'll just put Goblin Jr. down now. because Yeah, Goblin Jr. like drops, drops to all fours and like, nods at you. Um, and okay. uh, uh, Mo just looks up at, at, uh, at you all and he says... Uh, it's a. Uh, it's been uh, quite a time trying to keep all the uh, all the, the the zombies and the frosty spritey guys away. Winter's a bitch. Can I get you something to drink? I'm afraid I don't really have many recipes. I I haven't been able to reach the great Cornholio in some time. <laughs> Did you guys see him while you were down in hell? I mean, not that I'm aware of, but things were no. kind of rough down there. Do you want a drink? Because I've got this beer stein that just keeps refilling with beer. Yeah, honestly, man, that would be a real good help. It's okay, uh, dude. it's you been a take, lot. Take this for a bit, man. Uh, and he'll just like give it to him and be like, you you, you feel like you need that for a, a minute. And I'm just going to check in with my friends here for a second. And he, he like circles Juniper. And- he takes it and like chugs it and then just like hits it against the wall. Uh, and it refills. It's kind of like falling out. But he's just like, oh, cool. I get this. <laughs> he drinks it and he slams it against the wall. He pulls him in a little bit closer and then Goblin Jr. knees him in the back of the knee and he's like, oh, yeah, get in here. And then so he then... jumps up on my lap. Please. Sure, we'll allow that. Yeah. Please, that thank sense. you. Uh, and it's, okay, so did anybody actually see the Cornholio while we were in hell? No, didn't you come from a place of dead gods with Moonhammer? Do you see him there? Because he was not in hell when we went through I, I don't think Cornholio was a god. Was Cornholio? 
Uh, Receive was God of drinking and stuff. Oh no, he was my patron, a cool guy. I miss him. Okay, this so is this helping was, though. He was just a demon. So what then? He's up here on the surface with all the other evacuees of hell. Possibility too. He got killed and disappeared because there was a war and it was very bad. Uh, possibility three. He was sworn to Manny and thus was absorbed by Moonhammer when she left the dimension when Manny was defeated because we included that in the contract. Yeah, I mean, I was not getting sworn to Manny vibes before. He was helping me find the guy, track him down, you know, acting against him. Okay, so either dead or stuck in some body up here working for my parents. That's my guess. Juniper, any thoughts? Uh... Honestly, no. <laughs> okay, well, here's the thing. We've got a 50-50 option, and there's only one person who can answer this question. So Butthole takes a knee. <laughs> and he prays as hard as he can. And um, Ryan flips a coin. <laughs> actually, in this case, you don't. Um, Ooh. Because uh, logistically... Moonhammer has left this dimension and can no longer answer uh, your your prayers. That said, as the aspect of Moonhammer now in this dimension, you can answer your prayers. So this falls under now um, a uh, like a wisdom or an insight. We'll say maybe we'll say insight because this is just as it has often been. You just kind of be like, I prayed to Moonhammer. But Moonhammer's not going to answer. This is just you going, it's this. Except this time, it's literally because the will of Moonhammer flows through Because I am attuned with the universe. So the signals coming in just have a basis now. (laughs) Because I don't think Moonhammer even... You're basically just just a self-regulating system now. I don't think Butthole (laughs) acknowledges that. But like... You're just following your own heart and instincts. It's a, it's a spiritual auto filating that's going on. <laughs> well, Tom. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell T-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful. 
it can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs and it is so easy all because we use shopify (laughs) shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business it'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms which means curious people are more likely to buy from you and you can sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star One of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Oh, friend, Misa Farthol here to tell you about exciting Patreon. You know, only for $25 a month, you can send your own friend into Dum Dum's land. That's right. I call from hell to tell you you can help your friend. Want butthole not die? Oh, praise bubble. You for $25, pick NPC. Design. Send into Dum Dum's and Dragons. Save butthole life. He need it, otherwise he die. What about King Quimby? He need friend too. $25. Send friend to King Quimby. $25 a month and you get thank you from God. That's right. Come down from best God ever. Say thank you at the end of every episode. You just have to go to patreon.com slash dice. That's right. A D-U-M-B. Funny word. D-U-M-B. Funny word. D-I-C-E. Useful thing. Send friends to save my friends, please. Also, you get an ad-free feed or something. It's a nat 20, and my insight is plus 10. So it's a nat 20, but I technically rolled a 30. Um, So you take a knee, and and you start praying. Um, What happens next is a shock to you and all involved um as uh you know you you watch butthole do his usual prayer to moon hammer as he's like to do um and uh and suddenly um just a a scent hits your olfactory senses just a just a, a just a a proper silent but deadly uh smell um, and as you kind of recoil a little bit, all of you uh, at this foul stench, 
Um, when you look back up, you realize that Butthole is no longer on his knee. He is, in fact, floating uh, with hammer hands pressed together, um, glowing with with bright golden light. Um, and uh, Butthole, you receive the, the answer that, and this is kind of a weird meta thing that I need you as a player to determine, but like you get the answer Butthole wanted the most. <laughs> Because you're praying to yourself. And to Tyler's <laughs> point about autofillating, you're just kind of like, it's just confirming what your instinct is because it's just coming from you. Uh, and as soon as you realize it, you open your eyes, drop to the ground, immediately like your beard shrinks back up from its like long golden moon hammer uh, length. A beard shrinks back up, hands immediately morph back into hands, when you open your eyes, everything is normal, but everyone has seen you in, in your true f- aspect. Yeah, of I was going to say, the beard had actually grown down and shaped itself into Moonhammer's boobs. And then when yeah. it went back away, Amazing. they yeah, went yeah. away. You you truly became the butt hammer <sighs> for a moment, and now yeah. you have, have returned. But of course, you saw none of this. So for you, yeah. you just had a good prayer. Um, and Goblin yeah, Jr. ain't great, saying shit. For anyone you know, who's ever wondered how the snap prayers work, basically I roll a d6 and on a four plus, it's whatever butthole wanted. <laughs> on a one to three, it's the opposite. So in this case, it can only make pass this test. He's like, oh, Mosephius, Cornholio is nearby and we can get him. He's on this earth, possessed into something, but we can get him. He's near. We're, whatever our next step is, we're going to get you back your patron. <laughs> We can put you in touch with Cornholio today. <laughs> what will it take to put you in a new deal with a demon today? <laughs> Look, all I need is your credit card, and we'll sign you up yeah. for a year. If you want to cancel within seven days, totally yeah. fine. You just have to call this number that might be busy. It's fine. I've never been more sure about anything. Something that's going on with Cornholio is put him close, and we're going to be able to free him, and it's going to be important. Um. Mo comes comes over and um with again kind of like thin spindly arms and no no sense of the the kind of like happy go lucky joy you've seen um he just kind of almost stumbles into you and and throws weak arms around you You're getting a lot of hugs today um yeah. and he he just says oh, th- thank you that's so the first sign of hope I've I've had in, in a while I, I I've been I've been keeping the town safe, but, uh, you know, no one was keeping my, my, my heart safe, but, but it sounds like you are. So thank, thanks, man. I'll mix you up a cool cocktail when I have recipes again. Till then, do you want some of this beer you gave me? And he just holds out the mug that you gave him. It's half full. He's clearly been, been drinking this a lot. Sure. I'll share with him. He's just not going to be rude about like, it. He's like, oh. yeah, he's just. Thank you. I, I miss being able to to provide for people, though. I've been doing my best. I gotta say, though, without a patron, it's it's real rough. Uh, it's In real the rough. meantime, I know you're you're looking for your demonic patron, but if you want a patron in this realm, I'm Butthole Farch, the leader of House Farch, and right now, our house doesn't have a brewmaster or a mixologist. Go on. So what if we were to name you to House Farch and you could create magnificent beers and other cocktails for an entire house that is going to retake a car? Yeah, man, I could fuck with that. Uh, but, you know, we should probably talk to um, Annan first, just to make sure everything's cool with, you know, the town and such. We've oh, been yeah, holding yeah. out here as best we can, but 
I think if I turn my attention to something other than keeping all the the wind spirits and shit away, I think we're all just going to die. So if you've got another plan for that, cool. Also, I could really use a nap. I've been sleeping an hour a day at best to, you know, keep all the wards and stuff up. Okay, well, why don't you go talk to Bucky, uh, who's outside, uh, and maybe he could take over the wards for a little bit so you oh. can take a nap. Okay, wait, is, is he, like, good again? We, we got a good Bucky, or, or is he working for the, 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 the one we don't talk about? Uh, the one that we have is the good one, but the one that we don't talk about. Uh, oh, no, I mean, I mean, you know, the, the, uh, no, he's, the, the he's guy back. with. He's back, Mo. He's back. Oh, okay. He's back. So, we... so you got him free from the one of uh, several visages? The one of many faces is dead. Wait, what? Yeah, man, he's gone. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, that's good news. And then he runs over and hugs you. <laughs> and I'll just rigidly accept it. Just. <laughs> Not reciprocated, but not like pushing him off of me. Um, and he's he's just like, oh fuck, that's so cool. Oh, that's great. I, uh, oh, oh, what? wish I could tell the great Cornholio about it. He kept interfering with our phone calls and stuff. Um, I'm, I just miss him. I mean, you'll be able to tell the All great right. Cornholio soon because Juniper also is going to help save him. And Butthole's just clearly <laughs> trying to get Juniper a hug out of this, like, everyone gets hugs for doing good work. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he, he turns in and looks at you, Juniper. He's like, oh, dude, really? Uh, yeah, I mean. Oh, you're well, like the strongest person uh, I know. If you're going to help, then I'm sure it's going to work out. And he just goes over and, like, hugs you and, like, Goblin Jr. is, is kind of like shuffled to the side, but like he gets it. So he just kind of like puts a puts a paw up. And like you can tell that Goblin Jr. has been doing a lot of like comfort animaling for, <laughs> yeah. for Mosephus this whole time. So it's just like a, a pat on the back. Um, and then he just kind of gives you a look, Juniper, of like, thank you. Thank you for helping with this. He's I like, mean, I'm Snarf. glad that he, you know, kind of cut me off because I was just going to say we were, I mean, we're going to try to save everyone. That's fine. Too. You know, he's... if it's Cornholio gets in there, great. Uh, and he's like, oh, that's cool, man. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, you know, it's just nice. Nice to have friends. Um, and so he he kind of like, it, it, you can tell it's like a huge struggle for him to get up off, off the chair from hugging you from kind of like getting down. And yeah, you can see like, now that, now that like you're looking at him and how kind of bedraggled he is, like it's clear that everyone here is is malnourished and and kind of like in rough shape. It's hard to tell with Dexter because he's just kind of got like ropey, angry old man muscle, and with Trax, he's a cat, so like there's fur and such. Um, but uh, yeah, looking at like as you look around, you can tell that everyone here is is clearly like this is a place on its last legs, um, as outposts go. So before they have their discussion with Anne, and that's definitely closing in, I think Butthole would look around and be like, is Leanne here? Um, Leanne and I in S.H.I.E.L.D.? And uh, Dexter's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, how, how do you think we got all these 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 fancy coats? She's downstairs. Oh, yeah, good. we okay. all we came here right after... Uh, you know, uh, all those undead assholes started walking around. We all, uh, you know, tried to find somewhere we could hide out. Uh, we found this place. All right, all right. And then Butthole would look around. Uh, are there any mannequins that can be seen, Tom? Uh, 
Yeah, sure. You're on. You're kind of on the manufacturer. Or sorry, uh, the bottom floor is the manufacturing and sales floor. This is kind of the design and, and workshop mm-hmm. floor. So yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, and I they think- are like bleak mannequins. Like these are old, kind of like spooky mannequins. The mannequins are posed like as to be huddled. <laughs> <laughs> the mannequins are posed to be very downtrodden and 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 morose. Yeah, I think. Uh, one man- mannequin is on its knees with its hands raised. Yeah, another one is just like listening to Nine Inch Nails with a tear running down his <laughs> yeah. cheek. All the mannequins are in bad shape. I think uh, Butthole will be like, all right, so we got to go talk to Anna. And he'll just go over and scoop up one of the mannequins and just walk into the, the room with it to go talk to Dan. Cool. <clears throat> so um, you walk in uh, to find... Um, and in um, taking off the leather jacket and just kind of like dumping it on a table... Um, there is um, a, a small blue baby um, playing the hat uh, in in a crib, um, and um, she uh, she's clearly got like you can see there are a number of as you'd expect from Annan um, meticulous records set up over the table, and you can see it's like rations and everything is fucking bad. Um, and uh, she she just kind of turns around and you can see she's got sunken cheeks and she's a little hardier than uh, the rest of, of uh, the town. You get the sense that's not necessarily because of leadership, but because she's also feeding a baby. So it seems like people have been like, you know, kicking her extra rations, but she still looks kind of rough. Um, and she just says um, it is uh, I can't believe I'm going to say this. So Good to see you and to have you back in my life, butthole. Um, I uh, think I owe you an apology, uh, not just from the plantier thing, because I think that was, and she gives you kind of like a look that you're very familiar with of frustrated Anne and of like somewhat justified, but um, you uh, you really did come through for us. And uh I don't think I ever took into account how safe you kept everyone until I was put in that position. Um, I had to like get everyone to say they were, I had to create this whole dumb thing. It was exhausting. I hate it. I hate it so much. I can't fathom how you've managed to do this for so long. That whole forsaken thing makes so much more sense. That's why I wrapped a baseball bat in in barbed wire. I thought it'd be kind of spooky if I did it. Um, Yeah. You looked hardcore. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I, Weirdly, I learned it from you. I reread the book and it helped. So thank you both to you and uh, the Forsaken, wherever he he lives inside you now. Uh, Welcome back. I'm sorry we couldn't greet you with more than this. I'm sorry that we couldn't be here to have helped with all this. You did a great job. We're going to have to look at like a promotion for you. You legitimately might need to be like a general or something in the house after all the stuff you've done here. Cool. I mean, like, we are Annan, right? <sighs> we are. Yeah, Anon. don't worry. We can make that work for you in, like, a way that won't completely drive you crazy. Oh, that's uh, great. I brought yeah. a mannequin because the hat could make you talk. If we put the hat on this, do you think Yevgenovich could walk around on his own? Uh, and she looks at the mannequin. She's like, <sighs> we can try. Um, so uh, you go and um, take the... Uh, how how does uh, actually this is a good question because uh, how does butthole how is butthole with babies? Because you've got like how does little, butthole steal a hat from a baby? Yeah, honestly, like Bert is is like chewing on the side of the hat um, <laughs> when you you come over. 
Um, I think because he wants the hat. What do I have in my? Just, just let me take a look at my little spell list here. Because I think he likes babies, but he wouldn't want to steal from one. Because that you're looking feel... for like hat distidita. Jesus, oh, I can't even say that in the best of times. Prestidigitation. No, I get prestidigitation. No. Yeah, what Tyler said, but with hats. There you yeah. go. Thank you. Yes, that's yeah. what I wanted. Uh, I think... that's got to be in Tasha's cauldron of everything, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I think what he would do is he would he would cast a spiritual hammer, and then he would treat it like a little rattle in his hand. And then he would offer the glowing hammer to the baby so the baby could play with the spiritual hammer. I mean, like, this is Yevgenovich's child. So, yeah, are you kidding? Something destructive that he doesn't fully <laughs> understand? He's he's all in on that. Um, so uh, he he grabs it, um, and as his, his tiny hand grasps it, um, it makes him fart, and he laughs, and he holds up the hammer, and then he starts, like, sucking on the hammer. Um, and he pats the hat and then offers it to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, and then I'll take the hat and then I will put it on the mannequin. Try to figure out whether this is a you roll or a me roll. Um, can you roll an arcana or religion? I mean, I can. <laughs> Just a second. <laughs> Let's go with arcana. I don't oh, think wow. Moonhammer has tenants for making mannequins move. That's a three. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> you place it on the mannequin. Like it's like an Indiana Jones, like switching the idol thing. It's very, you know, full pomp and circumstance. And you step back and then the mannequin just falls over. Well, it was a good try. Do you know what? We'll just wait until we find somebody really bad who we'd normally sentence to death, and then we'll just put the hat on him and Yevgenovich gets their body. Um, and uh, Annan's eyes kind of go wide. She goes, oh, wait, wait, wait. Um, Kron can help. He, uh, I mean, if if we can find him. Uh, he, uh, we we knew what um, King Quinny, just, just Quinny now? Uh, I'm sorry, Quinny, I'm not sure what your title is these days. I don't know if I'm here or not. Yeah, you're, you're here. We we all came down. Okay. Well, yeah, I, I mean, he, he went into the office. Would the rest of you have followed? Or I wasn't sure if that was like a personal moment. So I was just easing back to uh, no, <laughs> see you, what was you, going it, on. It would have been implied. Okay. Like he wouldn't have closed the door behind him. It would have been clear that everybody okay. could come, okay. but you may not have. I don't know. Up yeah, it's, oh, a, okay. it's up to you then. Uh, no, I'll, I'll I'll go. I don't want to get hugged again, so I'll, I'll go. <laughs> uh, Juniper, uh, would you have gone or would you have stayed outside? Um. No, I, I'd have gone. I, I want to know what's okay. going on. And yeah. I mean, butthole draws strange conclusions from things. So always worth keeping an <laughs> eye on that. Um, okay. So you're all in the office then. Um, and um, yeah, she just kind of looks apologetically to you, Quinny. Uh, Quinny's fine. Quinny's great, actually. Uh, he's this guy over here is the king of a cow. Always was, always will be, you know. Ah, uh, all right. Well, um, just uh, uh, Quinny. Then, um, when when you you, you left, um, we we had been looking into uh, ways to create a, uh, for lack of better term, Franken Quinny body uh, for uh, for for Mister Farch if if we ever managed to retrieve him. Yep, I remember that was the plan. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. Um, Kron got quite excited about the prospect of being able to stitch together such a complex 
organism. Um, so he, he went off in search of um, <clears throat> parts. Uh, unfortunately, we, uh, we lost contact with him. Uh, he hasn't returned in, in several days, but he, he had left in, in search of things. He may have pieced together something for you that we, I can't believe I'm saying this, could use for my love to bring him back. Oh, no. Well, that's good, because my fallback idea was putting the hat on the pig. That may be a better option. We'll have to see what Kron made. Between you and me, I hated that you made that strange uh, body, but I think you may have had a better idea of what anatomy is than the half-mad experimental necromancer wizard we found. So who knows? But... um, uh, if a we've been worried about him, we haven't been able to send anyone to look for him because you know we're all vaguely starving to death. But uh, B, um, if you can make contact with him, he may have an option for us here. Honestly, at this point, we have you have Genovich in a hat, which is kind of an improvement in a lot of ways. He can destroy less things this way. Uh, for now, I'm not in any hurry. I'm glad he's back, but not in any hurry. You know, uh, so let's see if we can find Kron. He might have a body, but at the very least, and like you can tell, she just fucking hates this. She's like, he's our friend and we have to save him. She just looks to Quinny with like a, who are we? What have we become? Who are we that we talk like this now? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It sickens me. <laughs> and she just looks back to butthole being like, so I guess find Kron and go from there. Okay. Yeah. So. We could find Kron and then stabilize things here and then find a fortress. That's step one, two, three. Realistically, if we're going to be fighting undead, pr- probably having a necrotist on our side might be helpful. Yeah, yeah. honestly, Kron's got maybe some more utility than we originally had in mind for him. Yeah, uh, I got to say, uh, guys, this uh, the town, uh, as we've been calling it, is on its last legs. We, we were very lucky to find this trading outpost. Uh, unfortunately, the um, well, at, at first we thought the dead had found it but, um, and she kind of like brings you out onto the floor and she kind of gives you like, it's a classic like Sorkin walk and talk as she takes you around. Um, but she points to like deep entrenched claw marks on the walls of this place, uh, as well as blood that's been scrubbed badly uh, off of walls and floors. She said, um, at first we thought the dead had found this place before, before us, but um, these marks don't, correspond to uh she kind of like holds up like her little halfling hand up to the wall and kind of like rakes her hands across it and it clearly isn't a, a match it's much larger so it's, um something larger than this did this and happily they left uh, before we found it but uh there's something else out there there are many things out there the uh the Icewind dale is much more dangerous than than we thought uh we didn't quite realize how far north we'd wandered but um there are there are things out there in the snow that are are far more dangerous than than the undead. Um, whatever was here has left, but we know it's it's out there somewhere, and um, it made short work of of the traders who lived here. Luckily, we have managed to find some some other people um, who are looking for a safe haven. But uh, we're running low on food, and this this factory is indefensible. Um, if we stay here, we'll die. And I've kept that kind of off the table for a while as much as I can, but uh, the writing and the claw marks are on the wall. 
we, we need somewhere safer to move. But once you, if you can find us somewhere, once you've found an option for us, we'll happily uh, pull up and, and move in there. But yes, we, we need a fortress of some sort, somewhere safe. Uh, and uh, between the dead and the horrors of the ice, we are kind of fucked. Quinny, the... Juniper, do either of you know about this Icewind Dale place? Do you know anything about it? I have a feeling Quinny doesn't. Uh, growing up on a farm and then living in cities, probably virtually no information. Yeah, you you know about it. It would seem like an Antarctica to you. Just like, oh, it exists. Yeah, it's cold, the, whatever. The snow place. Yeah. yeah. Penguins and polar bears probably both live there because I don't know about North Pole and South Pole. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm guessing I probably didn't venture that far. Right? No, no. I mean, in your search for answers about the um, the Great Collide, you likely would have ended up there eventually if the scroll led you there, or if you thought there were leads there. Yeah. But realistically, there's no reason, right? Again, it's 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 a remote, like the spine of the world is a famous mountain range. Icewind Dale is known, but it's not somewhere you would just kind of find yourself by accident. Um. In Butthole, uh, growing up in a car and then kind of cutting southwest into kind of favor and proper. I don't think Greywater deals much up here. There would likely be mercenary companies up here, but it's the kind of thing where it's like it's Arctic warfare. You don't really like regular, like uh, temperate climate people aren't gonna be like, oh, sure, fuck it, just strap on a coat, we'll be fine. You know, it's yeah, it's like um, Hitler trying to invade Russia, where it's just like, it's cool, we'll just go up there. And Russia's like, it is cold, you are <laughs> fucked. Okay, so, so you're aware yeah. it exists, but you don't have much information on it. So we all know jack shit. Okay, well, I can go talk to Leanna about getting a coat because I gave my farch one to Bucky, and then uh, we can go search for Kron, unless anybody else has any other burning questions. Uh, yeah, just uh, Anne, and as the it seems like you're kind of like the de facto leader around here, um, any intel on potential places for you folks to move to or were you coming up with nothing so far um she uh she sort of like gestures to the the table of of documents and says um we've scouted as as far as, as we can safely uh cron has ventured further out than than any of us largely because we couldn't really stop him um so he also seemed as though his his magic gave him a little bit of an edge that uh most of us didn't have uh Mosifus, can't believe I'm saying this. Mosifus Dirt has proved to be the most useful of all of us. Uh, his huh. wards have kept uh, the the worst of the uh, the ice creatures away from us at night, um, and uh, we've managed to repel the undead just with conventional weapons to this point. But Cron, um, before he left, uh, spoke of uh, a legend that uh, he knew of of uh, of uh, the. He, he said that his mentor um, was aware of of a of a space, um, what uh, what he called a a dead zone or a bastion in uh, in the spine of the world. Um, as you know, Kron isn't exactly the uh, the most straightforward fellow, but um, he spoke of the legend of Duke Thane um and of uh of his keep of of his of his bastion of failure as he called it um something that his uh mentor told him about long ago i know he wanted he he, he 
spoke very uh, openly about wanting to to find uh, more body parts to help make a, a Franken butthole. But um, I always suspected that he was actually trying to find this bastion, that he was embarrassed uh, and, and knew how hopeless it sounded. But I think that's what he sought out when he left. So if you can find him, he may actually have more information or at least a lead on, on where this place is. But between uh, he... you and me, I think it was, he viewed it as our last hope. A place, a place where your people here could potentially survive. Potentially, but he, he spoke of it as, as a tall tale told to him third hand by a mentor. So it great. So a place people have only heard about in legends that no one's ever been to is the place that you guys might have a shot at surviving this winter hellscape. Is that I about mean, right? She kind of laughs and she says, listen, no, man, here's where we thought we might be able to survive as long as we could. I don't put any fucking stock in any of that. All but right. when he See, ventured out into the wilds, I think that's what he was trying to find. Okay. Okay. Quinny, you sound really negative about legendary places that no one's ever been where people can go to hide and change, but we just came back from hell where we killed the demon in charge. And you know what? I think some invisible castle sounds like a little bit of a cakewalk for us. Am I right? Nothing ever goes wrong. Now we're together. Snarf, snarf. I'm just want to make sure I got it right. And... You know, it's not just a matter of like, oh, yeah, no, I know exactly where this place is. I just wanted to make sure no one knows where it is. So, okay, we're working with that. Yeah, yeah. We're working to find Kron, who might have some idea based on the childhood nursery rhyme he was told by a crazy man who taught him to sew bodies together. Yeah, it's going to go great. Negative. No, no, no. I'm excited. Well, so, I mean, do we have a direction to go in? Like, like which um, way did Kron go? Uh, she... Um, she just kind of sighs and says, uh, because fucking of course he did. He went north into the storm. Fucking of course he did. But Fucking but, of course he did. But I thought you wanted somewhere warmer. Um, and uh, she, she kind of smiles sadly and says, um, Juniper, our scouts have gone in every direction. All we know is that the mountains are north of here. They've walked south for several days and found nothing but cold. We're kind of stuck here. Wherever you think you came from, if you just go back that way, you'll find nothing but ice and snow and devils in the dark. As I said, we're well and truly fucked. Okay. Unless, and she rolls her eyes to the sky. <sighs> Unless you can find Kron. Okay, so it's time to find Kron with my chief privateer. And so you're a sheriff, right, Juniper? Well, you're sheriff now? Yeah, yes. I mean, your hand and and sheriff. Yeah, I mean, you're my head, but but there's also this other title that exists in, in houses, which is Chief Justice. So you could stay in my hand, or if you're feeling more like lawgivery, we could make you my Chief Justice. Well, I mean, what, what, I mean, I don't, I guess I know, I mean, I know right and wrong. 
and I know the the law around tomb slab. It's, what what was mean, that? How did that law work? I mean, basically, bad guys got dealt with. Essentially. I mean, that sounds pretty good to me. So I'm happy with that. Pretty cut and dry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in Butthole's head, it means like they all go to jail. But if they're like slavers or whatever, they get murdered. But I don't think he's the kind of guy who would ask follow-up questions. He just assumes she was correct. That's you know him. Right. He assumes everyone's on his wavelength. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I if the position needs to be filled, I'll, I'll, I'll take it until, you know, a more worthy, knowledgeable candidate can 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 you know put their hat in the ring okay congratulations you're going to be chief justice and annan you're promoted to hand which means when i'm not around you're in charge okay so i need to get a coat does anybody else need anything while i get a coat a law degree this episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, the half-blind prophet. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby. One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield. Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Cade Peters. Richard Cranium, Anna Zed, Eric Williams, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Cameron Ezel, Grandma Likes D&D, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. After all this time... What time is it again? I feel like the clock stopped. Time was a tennis ball we could bat round the court. Time for distraction too. Time to just sink to the bottom. Time to get to the meat of this meat. Time for Greater Boston Season 4. That's right, on September 13th, Greater Boston returns with new full-length episodes released every other Tuesday. And we're... So excited for you to hear it, but also... 
it's been three years since our last season wrapped, so we're maybe a little worried that people might have forgotten about us. So we're asking for you to help spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers and classmates, tell your cat, tell your local subway busker. But politely and without interrupting their performance, point is... Now is a good time to share your love for Greater Boston on Twitter and Tumblr and Instagram and TikTok and wherever else you, you know, post things. Then come back on September 13th when Greater Boston Season 4 officially begins.